Welcome to Moola Wisdom Series on the Moola Talks podcast with myself, Meeta Gupta and my guest, co-host, Jermina. On this podcast, we talk everything Moola from mindset to management to investing of it for a secured and comfortable life that you can enjoy today and in the future. With loads of real life experiences and lessons learned, this is the Moola Wisdom Series brought to you by Moola for Women a financial literacy and empowerment community for women that makes finance simple, fun and easy to understand irrespective of your age, background and geography. And now let's get started. Hello, hello, hello and a very warm welcome to all of you lovely audiences today for on Moola Wisdom. We are here for our last episode this time on these uh, in this series with Germina and thank you so much again, Jermina, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You have such wise words to say, and I'm sure our audiences and our viewers are both enjoying it and learning a lot on how to take care of their money or like we talked in the last episode, how to make their kids to learn about money. So beautiful uh, talks. I'm sure our viewers have listened to the earlier five episodes. And today's last episode is regarding women in particular, some essentials for every woman in terms of money, whether you are a working woman or a homemaker. So today our topic is going to be about what are some of these essentials that every woman should keep in mind or have when you are thinking about money. So Jermina, from your perspective, what are some of these essentials that a woman must take care of when it comes to money management? I think we can put a structure to it and the structure I would put is saying that can women really sit and write down what is essential and what is non-essential in terms of expenses and further make a grid of it by saying what is for immediate needs, what is for short-term needs and what is for long-term needs. And the one thing I would insist upon when they make that grid is Each grid should have at least one item for themselves because women, whether they are earning or not earning, put themselves last. And sometimes last would mean that in that grid, there is no money for them or no place for them and their needs. So I think that is the first thing where women need to stop feeling guilty about spending, investing and, you know, really enjoying life, you know, not feel If you're working and you stopped working, you always say, oh my God, I've now stopped earning, so I'm not entitled to this. There is no such thing. If you've never earned, you feel, okay, how can I keep taking my husband work so hard? But, you know, the person can work hard or build a career because you've decided not to build one. And of course, if you're working, you are as much entitled as anyone else to do that decision. So I would say, put yourself first in those boxes and then fill those boxes up. How beautiful is that, right? Because like you very rightly said, there are a lot of women and since I again at Moolah see so many women, a lot of women don't have financial goals. They don't know what they want. They kind of act like driftwood, right? Whatever their family wants, they'll keep their family, their kids all in front of them and say that this is what my son wants, this is what my daughter wants, this is what my husband wants, this is what my in-laws want and probably not think about themselves in that that whole picture at all. 
And so it's so important. And like we all say that wear your own oxygen mask first. Only when you are happy, only when you are fulfilled, can you fulfill others. So it's so important to put your needs and wants on that grid too. So ladies, do do that. So when you make that grid, keep that little bit of money or keep that thought about what do you want out of your own life. That's beautiful, Jamina. So how should you go about it now that you said that, okay, so you make a grid. Once you made a grid, what next? So I think first is that women need to kind of really educate themselves, learn themselves, read up on what are the kind of financial instruments available, you know, right from bank accounts to mutual funds, insurances, gold, PFs, bonds. There are so many instrument types. I think they should get familiar and they should also start understanding it by themselves and then make the investment. Take baby steps. If you're not confident, maybe in the beginning, you kind of make a joint decision with your spouse or your brother or your father or a dear friend and say, but or like we do at Mula, right? Come and join Mula for this, right? I, I think that would be honestly the first step that really educate yourself formally through you know channels like Mula for Wisdom and second is then start taking your own baby step however small it is you know you feel I'm not sure whether I'm making the right decision take a small amount a thousand rupees or five thousand rupees make an investment of your choice even if it's a wrong investment you've learned you know and you rather learn on a small amount of one thousand rupees or five thousand rupees and fifty thousand or a lakh or five lakhs right so I think it is a learning process at the end of the day. Nobody knows when they invest that what is the future return going to be. You probably have a guideline or a benchmark, right? Every mutual fund investment, every life insurance investment says there is no guarantee and, you know, subject to market risk. Other than things like fixed deposits where you know for sure what is going to come later to you. Very few instruments which actually grow promise that and they have to be ready for it. The second step, and which is as crucial as taking the first step, is review it regularly, whether it's every six months, whether it's every one year. And I would say when you're reviewing, it's not reviewing your investments. You know, we spoke of money dates. So do it with the family. You know, even understand where your spouse's income and investments are, because it is important for you to know. It's at the end of the day, family money, family income. So you have to kind of do that. Be aware where all these, you know, investments are, how they are growing, how they are not growing. Participate in that discussion. Get that seat at the table. Get that voice at the table. Be part of it because that's the only way to actually make a difference and make a contribution. How lovely is that? So I, what you said was that, you know, women need to First, of course, learn about the thing. But a lot of women will say that now we become old. Where will we learn? We should have done it at our at a younger age. Do you think there is a time to, you know, kind of start learning or one can do it at any time? What are your thoughts around that? I think one reality is anyone can do anything at any time. It's in your mind. For somebody 30 is late, for somebody 50 is late, right? And they could be similar type of women. The point is take that first step, make that beginning, yeah, get that learning. Obviously, when you do it at a much younger age, you have a bigger learning curve than what you have at an older age, but get that. The thing is take control in your hand. That is very crucial because it is your money or money you are supposed to be part owner of. 
and you need to hence have a say that is very crucial i think we can't repeat enough and i'm sure you do that meeta with mula women is have your say have that ownership have that belief in yourself and that's really really the crux of the entire investment and i'm sure women will do as good or even better job than their male family members when they decide to do that put their minds to it you're so right uh, jamina because it all begins with the mindset and if we've said no to ourselves at the very beginning the oh this is not uh, my cup of tea or this is something which i can't do or it's too difficult then we've anyway lost the battle i think the moment we open ourselves up to this to this fact that listen and and because of all these things probably we always continue to feel financially insecure i think a lot of women and most women if i would think so would be fearful would be anxious would be you know always scared about the what ifs of life that what if something you know untoward happens and just by the mere fact that you are aware you say that yes i am in charge of myself i am confident and i will learn how to do it it's like you i remember you saying it's not rocket science only rocket science is rocket science but this is not rocket science it's something which all of us can learn very quickly it's something by just being a part having a seat at the table being a part of the conversation saying that i'm equally that money is equally mine as much as somebody else and i should be responsible in the decision making what happens is we as women start feeling comfortable that sense of insecurity or anxiety will slowly slowly i think go away if we start taking charge and start having the seat at the table so so rightly said and there is no real time for it right i think at any point in time one can begin but what would you what would you say to things like women saying that oh i have a joint account with my husband I don't have my own bank account. I've never operated it. I don't know how to do net banking. Forget things like investment. A lot of women I see don't even take that first step of having their own bank accounts, or even uh, even if they have their own bank accounts, they've never operated it. So, what are your thoughts on that? It honestly, upsets me to think that even today's women don't know how to operate a bank account or to. use google pay or atms or actually you know log in and see your statement it's honestly very upsetting and i would say then something probably a little stronger saying if you're not going to make an attempt to learn that much how will you ever you know in case anything untoward happens to any of your family members manage it i mean it's so basic and you have to learn i mean i don't think it's a choice right you have to learn you have to learn and how difficult is it it's not difficult my mother learned to operate an atm after my father expired but i made it a point that she knew how to do it it is very crucial now that was a very different generation you know a father who was so progressive towards his children but very very different as a spouse but the point is i can't accept it that they don't know or don't know how to do or think it is rocket science not for today's i mean i know so many women who even if they have to transfer money my husband will do it they don't know they don't have a google pay they don't have any of these upi interfaces where they can do their own transfer even for something as small as a google pay they'll depend on their husbands to do it or a paytm you're so right and if god forbid something untoward happens how will you access your money you might have so much money lying in your bank account but if you don't know how to access it what will happen 
And then, of course, what do you think about emergency funds? Do you think women should have access to some amount of money, which they call as emergency funds, that in case something untoward happens, they should be able to at least reach that kind of money to begin with? What are your thoughts? About? I think everybody, everybody needs an emergency fund and everybody needs to know where that fund is and where it's available, even if it's an envelope sitting at home with the risk of being lost, you know. But I think it's very important. And again, I will say, Meeta, that if women are not even willing to learn how to operate a basic bank account today without the drudge of, you know, going and standing in a queue like probably I did in my early earning years, then women are doing a disservice to themselves. Maybe you need to do an entire series where men are told, don't do it for your women. In fact, that brings me to another point because I was recently talking to some of these young girls and when they get married, I was having, in fact, a conversation with one of these young girls. And she said, when my friends get married, I ask them the question. So do you have a separate account or do you have a, jo- uh, a joint account with your husband? And they'll very proudly say, we have a joint account with our husband. We don't need a separate account. So that's where you've lost it. You know, this girl was actually saying that that's where you've lost it. You need to have your own account. It's okay to have a joint account. It's okay to have a me and you account. But each of the the spouses and each of the partners should have a me account. And I this was something very, uh, one of the Instagram posts I remember listening to, which said that every uh, family should at least have three accounts, which is like a, a husband account, a wife account and a joint account. So the joint account is the one where you do common expenses or, you know, you, you for financial goals or your family goals. But keep some money as your me money. You know, the moment they get married, the whole thought is now, oh, you know, from your, you, I literally say, tell people that you fall from your father's lap to your husband's lap and then to your son's lap. That's what happens to a lot of women, right? So they don't want to be in charge of that side of, you know, if your finances is something which is some, which you don't want to ever take charge of. And then, of course, all these things. And like you said, that, you know, bad things can happen to anybody and i we we discussed this obviously in our last episode also that there are so many times that you know women have left their careers they're dependent on their husbands and god forbid something happens you you lose your partner or because you had a divorce these kind of things you suddenly you know left in the middle of the ocean and you don't know what to do with yourself and that's not the time to fend for yourself or learn because the learning should have happened far before and that feeling of insecurity will always be there because uh, you are not in charge of it, right? And I think any other thoughts which you have, uh, I mean, if I may say so, today's conversation, again, has been super enlightening. And if uh, I would sum it up to say that we've talked about if what are the essentials that a woman should have, she should be financially secure. So the aim, the aim of this whole episode is for women to get financially secure and some of the essentials to do that is start by doing budgeting have some financial goals within those financial goals have some financial goals for yourself which is what do you need what do you want in the short term in the long term keep some emergency funds so that you're able to you know access them whenever you need to learn how to open your own bank accounts learn how to invest your money save your money save money before spending your money so that you ha- you build some you know some investments or some savings for yourself which can be your nest egg for the future 
have a seat at the table with your family. It's after all, together you make a family. So it's absolutely fine to have a seat at the table and don't shy away from that. Start learning. It's never too late to start learning, right? And, you know, chip in, Jamina, if I've forgotten something, keep reviewing your documents, right? Not only your, your documents, but also your investments. Once you've made the investments, awareness and uh, literacy is important, but also keep reviewing your investments so that you see that whatever your financial goals are, are they being met? Any other things which if I have missed today in our conversation? I think uh, we covered everything, even the reviewing uh, the knowledge and I think being updated on knowledge. That is also as important. You know, what are changes happening in the financial system? What are the new ones coming? Old ones, you know, which are probably losing their luster. So being aware is more importantly keeping your seat at the table and keeping yourself as part of the financial planning and decision making, I think is the most crucial. So once you decide you want to do that, I don't think anything can stop the woman. True. So it's the mindset, right? It all begins with the mindset. Give yourself that permission that you can. And then it's really simple. It's not so tough, uh, tough. And like, if I'd like to sum it up by a beautiful saying, which This Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu said, he says, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So ladies, please take that single step towards your financial freedom, towards your financial security, towards your financial independence. It's going to make you feel empowered. It's going to make you feel less vulnerable and it's going to make you feel happy, not only for yourselves, but for the family as a whole. So thank you so much, Jamina. This has been a beautiful series of six episodes and your wise words, I'm sure, would reach a million women. And uh, I hope that each one of them benefits and takes that little baby step towards their financial independence. I think I owe you a big thanks, Meeta, because this has been a wish list for such a long time. I have been doing it in my own way with my immediate circle. But you've given me this opportunity to let women know it's believable and true and reaching a lot, lot more women because I think we've we've ourselves taken a baby step with this and, you know, some of the facts because you work with a lot more women who need financial literacy. Some of the facts are eye-openers for me that is this really the state? Then there is a lot, lot to be done and I'm glad you made me part of the first step in me also allowing women to empower themselves financially and with knowledge. Thank you so much. Really, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jamina. And uh, I wish our audience empowerment. It's the season of Navratri. We begin Navratri just today. It's a time for women to understand their own power and the goddess within themselves and use their energies positively to create positivity around them and for themselves. So thank you, lovely audience. And bye. And that's a wrap to Moolah Wisdom series on Moolah Talks podcast. We will be back soon with another season that can yet again empower and equip you with everything you need to know about financial planning and money management. If you like this series, Please show us some love on Spotify by leaving a 5-star rating and tell us what you would like to know from us in the next series by dropping us a DM on Instagram at Moolah for Women. If you wish to connect with me, your host Meeta Gupta, just drop me a mail at contact at Thank you once again for being here. We will meet again soon 
Till then, take care of yourself and take charge of your money. This is your host, Meeta Gupta, signing off.